This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hey all, welcome back to the Real Life Pharmacology Podcast. I am your host, pharmacist Eric Christensen, and I thank you so much for listening today. If uh, you need a little resource, 31-page PDF, reallifepharmacology.com, go subscribe there and uh, get that study guide for free. Little resource if you're, uh, you know, training students, residents, uh, or if you're a student yourself, nurse, uh, pharmacist, med student, uh, definitely go take advantage of that resource. Uh, It's a a list of the top 200 drugs and some of the most uh, highly testable uh, as well as real-life clinical pearls. So again, go check that out, uh, reallifepharmacology.com, and we'll also get you updates as to uh, when we've got new podcasts and, and content available as well there. Okay, so let's get into the drug of the day today, and that is Tamsulosin. Uh, the brand name of Tamsulosin is Flomax, which maybe you can uh, interpret a little bit from the name, the brand name of the drug to, to what it's used for. Mechanistically, this drug is an alpha blocker. And compared to other alpha blockers, so think of terazosin, uh, prazosin, those are considered more non-selective alpha blockers. Whereas tamsulosin uh, tends to do a better job of selectively uh, blocking alpha-1A receptors, which are primarily found in the uh, prostate and urinary tract area, okay? So what ends up happening by blocking uh, the alpha-1A receptors, this leads to a relaxation in smooth muscle uh, in the prostate and bladder area, which ultimately helps improve urine flow. Think of the brand name, Flomax. And so the the indication or where this medication is going to be used primarily or where I see it used in clinical practice most often is for the management of BPH type symptoms. So remember that BPH is basically this enlargement of the prostate uh, that really tends to uh, clamp down on the ureter and restricts uh, urine flow. So Tamsulosin is going to help kind of open up that that passageway and maybe make it a little bit easier uh, for patients to pass urine. In addition, uh, on occasion, I do see tamsulosin used off-label, again, for the same purpose, really, to open up that passageway, um, but to help facilitate uh, the passage of things like kidney stones. So you you may see that um, used in an off-label setting there as well. So thinking about alpha blockers, uh, you've got to remember that alpha receptors do exist um, on the blood vessels. And when those alpha receptors are blocked, that can lead to vasodilation and potentially a drop in blood pressure. So one of those main adverse effects of tamsulosin 
Uh, again, potentially less uh, than some of the uh, non-selective alpha blockers, like I mentioned before. Um, but again, as we uh, use this medication, as we potentially increase doses, that selectivity might start to wane a little bit. So uh, again, you definitely got to keep in mind um, that this medication, even though it's maybe a little bit more selective, certainly can still drop blood pressure. And patients tend to maybe experience this a little bit more so when they first start the medication or when it is uh, increased and their, their body is really getting adapted to it. So you may uh, hear terminology like first dose syncope uh, associated uh, with alpha blockers in general and, and tamsulosin, of course, as well. Uh, other adverse effects, usually it's pretty well uh, tolerated for the, the most part. Um, sexual dysfunction has been reported by patients. I would say in the majority of patients, it's probably more so due to other BPH medications that the patient is on. So the classic example of finasteride or dutasteride, um, those are much, much more likely to cause sexual dysfunction uh, because they actually impact uh, the production and action of uh, testosterone and other metabolites. So, but often Flomax is used in combination uh, with those type of agents. So, you know, whether it's tamsulosin or whether it's primarily due to the other BPH agent, um, it's definitely something to, to keep in mind um, in patients with BPH who you're going to treat with medications that they may experience uh, sexual dysfunction. In rare situations, tamsulosin may affect uh, situations like heart failure and angina. So that's something to, to keep in mind that it could possibly worsen that. And then another, uh, you know, I, I always want to emphasize interacting and, and communicating as part of uh, the healthcare professional team. And uh, the situation for the risk of floppy iris syndrome is a great situation to address that. Okay, so remembering to talk with our eye doctor friends, if you know a patient's undergoing uh, cataract surgery, glaucoma surgery, you want to make sure that that patient's got that med list right and that the eye doctor is aware of a patient who's taking an alpha blocker like tamsulosin. And the risk associated with this medication is what's called floppy iris syndrome. And again, much much more common for this to happen when patients are undergoing uh, eye surgery, such as for glaucoma or cataracts. So again, just keeping uh, an open dialogue there. And if you know and understand that a patient um, is going to uh, have an eye surgery or planning to have an eye surgery, <clears throat> making sure that the patient is aware of this risk and also that the eye doctor is aware of this risk as well uh, so they can help uh, guide and direct therapy as to what we're going to do with the tamsulosin, whether we hold it or stop it for a period of time. Um, we need to, to pay attention to that and make sure that's well managed. All right, so let's take a quick break from our sponsor and we'll finish up with drug interactions. If you're in the market for pharmacist board certification study material like pharmacotherapy, ambulatory care, medication therapy management, or geriatrics, definitely go check out meded101.com store. 
In addition, if you're a pharmacy student, we've got NAPLEX content available as well. Uh, if you're a med student, nursing student, or other healthcare profession and just looking for more information about medication management, case studies, drug interactions, uh, we've got links to numerous books and resources at meded101.com store. So go support this podcast by supporting meded101.com, and we certainly appreciate uh, your generosity and your willingness uh, to educate yourself and become better at medication management. All right, so let's finish up on drug interactions with tamsulosin. So one of the first ones I think about um, when I think about the drug mechanistically, it's an alpha blocker. So any agent that's going to stimulate alpha receptors could potentially oppose any beneficial effects. Probably the most common and readily available agent that stimulates alpha receptors are decongestants. So a drug like pseudoephedrine, brand name Sudafed, uh, or phenylephrine, those are two classic examples of agents that could clamp down by stimulating those alpha receptors. So really, really important uh, to remember those agents. Uh, in addition, we've got some other uh, you know, rare agents like mitodrine, for example, that's a true alpha agonist um, that could obviously oppose the beneficial effects from tamsulosin. Blood pressure lowering medications. So any blood pressure lowering medication could potentially add on to the effect of tamsulosin if we run into that adverse effect. So important to think about that. Uh, important to look at blood pressure, obviously, and, and see where they're at. The lower their blood pressure is at baseline, when we start tamsulosin, we may further lower that blood pressure and potentially put them into a situation where they get hypotensive uh, and or syncope. So important to, to keep that in mind. So having an understanding that alpha blockers can be used to uh, lower blood pressure the body's going to naturally try to compensate and raise that blood pressure, and it might do that by stimulating the heart. If a patient's on a beta blocker, that response or that compensation mechanism uh, may be blocked as well. So in patients on both an alpha blocker and a beta blocker, uh, we might even have a little bit higher risk at dropping that blood pressure. So that's something to, to think about and pay attention to. Uh, in patients on uh, numerous blood pressure lowering agents or cardiac medications. And then we've got CYP3A4 interactions with tamsulosin as well. So CYP3A4 inhibitors can raise the concentrations of tamsulosin. CYP3A4 inducers can lower the concentration of tamsulosin. So classic examples that I always think about of CYP3A4 inhibitors be like the HIV boosters like cobicistat, uh, clarithromycin, uh, some of the azole antifungals. Those all can inhibit CYP3A4, which may increase the concentrations of tamsulosin. CYP3A4 inducers, I think of uh, phenytoin, uh, phenobarbital, primidone, uh, carbamazepine, rifampin, those are all examples of potential inducers which could reduce concentrations of tamsulosin. 
All right, so I think that's going to wrap up the podcast for today. Uh, If you enjoyed this episode, leave a rating review on iTunes. Also, share us with colleagues, friends, students, or other healthcare professionals that that you work with. Helps us grow the audience and uh, allows us to educate more people, which that's really what we care about. Uh, Also, support the sponsor, meded101.com slash store. That helps keep this uh, podcast uh, educational and free for all to enjoy. I'm going to sign off for today. I want to thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, Take care and have a great rest of your day. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.